0: Direct Primary Care, why it's
1: what you and your doctor have been waiting for. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about direct primary care, how it can save you money and improve your satisfaction on Access Health Radio. And we always
0: like to take a moment to thank the companies that support our program.
1: We'd like to thank Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home, With free shipping, often at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies, check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, people often
0: have questions about the topics that we bring up each week here, or they want information about your practice. Where can they find that?
1: Well, after the show, uh, listeners can go to WPTF.com, and they can listen to an on-demand podcast. You know, maybe they only caught part of the show, or maybe they want to listen to it later. Uh, They can also go to our website at accesshealthradio.com and find links to that. Uh, if people have questions about information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to com. That's acchealth.com. And if people have questions they'd like answered on the show, they can submit those directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Please include your contact information so we can give you a thank you for those questions. So Dr. Forrest, A lot of our listeners may not be aware
0: that you were the first direct primary care family physician in the country. Can you tell us about why this is the solution that patients and physicians have been waiting for?
1: Well, you know, I approached this out of frustration with sort of the current system. So I was uh, in a clinic where I was seeing lots and lots of patients every day. And one of the main things I saw was a need for people to be able to access care that didn't have insurance and, and people that had high deductibles. And often they were actually getting charged a higher amount than people who actually had insurance. And so I saw a need for that. And then the, you know, the selfish reason as a physician is that I really enjoyed spending time with my patients. And, you know, I went to medical school to take care of people. I didn't go to medical school to spend all day figuring out how to file insurance and that kind of thing. And so, basically, I decided, let me create something that's fairly simple, where we can get away from billing insurance, where we can go back to the old days, the old Marcus Welby days, and, you know, where a doctor knows their patient, a patient knows the doctor, and the relationships between those two, and sort of what I came up with, which wasn't called this at the time, was uh, what we call now direct primary care, Um, and I've got some guests on the show today who have uh, sort of followed me into this journey over the years and who are also uh, in direct primary care practices, and they're going to be talking To us about their experiences as well. So, Dr. Forrest, uh, before we get to our
0: guest, can you tell us some of the main advantages of DPC practice from a patient's perspective?
1: Yes. I mean, I think that's the way listeners should look at it is what does it mean for them? And I think one of the key components and one of the reasons the word direct is in the name is that it is a direct relationship with your doctor. So, you know, your doctor really works for you. They're not working for your insurance company. They're not working for the government. They're not working for anybody except you. Uh, You're the one they answer to. The buck sort of stops with you as the patient. Um, the other thing is, is that um, one of the things that I used to hear all the time was, uh, you know, patients felt like they didn't have enough time to discuss all the concerns they had, or they felt like that, you know, physicians were spending most of the time uh, in the visit trying to click a bunch of buttons or code insurance or whatever, and really didn't have time to address all their medical concerns. And in the DPC model. One of the things that's very consistent is that people have a lot more time with their physician and that extra time allows for that uh, relationship to be stronger. It also allows a chance for the doctor and the patient to get to know each other much better and to address all those health concerns that sometimes you may have been in a situation medically where you just seem rushed before. Um, It also can improve what we call patient engagement, meaning patients are able to contact you in other ways other than just having to be in your office. Uh, you know, many times patients feel like the only way they can talk to a doctor or see a doctor is to actually have that official office visit where they're sitting across from them in a chair in the office. And that's the only way they can get any information. Well, one of the things that direct primary care does is it frees up physicians to be able to deal with patients and take care of patients wherever they are. So, you know, if I have a patient that I need to send a text to, if I have a patient that wants to, you know, use a secure connection and do a video visit with me, if I have a Patient that just wants to show me a picture of one of their supplement bottles that they have at home and make sure it's not going to interact with their medications. This model allows us to do that because it's not something where I've got to figure out how to bill insurance for that kind of thing. Those are just services we include as part of taking care of them as their physician. The other thing I think might surprise a lot of people is that patients actually can save lots and lots of money each year on things like labs and imaging and their prescription medications because direct primary care physicians tend to be advocates for their patients and to do everything they can to try to keep their out-of-pocket costs down. So, for example, when I had a patient who didn't have insurance and needed a mammogram years ago, she said, this is great, Dr. Forrest, I can I can afford to get my primary care, but how am I going to get my mammogram? And so I approached a radiologist locally, and the first one I called said, no, they weren't going to do any discounts for anybody. But the second radiologist I called said, yeah, they'd love to do a discount for patients that, you know, didn't have insurance or who had a high deductible. And we ended up getting that mammogram for about 90 percent less than it would have cost the patient. And I think a traditional theme with direct primary care physicians is they do everything they can for their patients to try to help them navigate the healthcare system and find the most cost effective ways not only to get their primary care, but to get their care outside of the office. And, you know, when we talk about pricing, uh, you know, next week's show I'm going to be talking about ways to get value in health care. And one of the greatest things I think about direct primary care is you know exactly what it's going to cost. You know, it's actually transparent health care where you don't have to worry about, you know, the doctor charged this, your insurance paid this, uh, they wrote off half, and this is what you still owe. You know, you guys know about getting those what they call EOBs in the mail. This is very clear pricing. Most DPC practices uh, have just a couple of prices for things, and you know exactly what it's going to cost. Now, compare that against a traditional system where you've got rushed doctor's appointments. You know, the doctor's got one hand on the door and one hand on the exam table. They're headed out as soon as they get in the room. Uh, many times they have thousands and thousands of patients, which means they just don't have time to really focus on, on individual patients, which I think is unfortunate. And then in many cases, people have the experience where, you know, they go to a practice that takes their insurance. And they might not even get to see a physician at all. They might see a a nurse practitioner or a physician assistant. And in some cases, those are appropriate providers for certain care. But a lot of times people really want a relationship with a physician to be their primary care provider. Um, You know, traditional practices, many times they're only open from 9 to 5. There's no availability, again, outside of that office visit. And so people tend to have to use urgent cares and go to the emergency room more. And in this model, they just don't have to do that. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of advantages of direct primary care, and, uh, you know, I've certainly been experiencing those for the last 17 years, but I also think patients have experienced that, and they're starting to, to let folks know this is something they're really interested in.
0: Dr. Forrest, it's funny that you should mention the EOB. I I was actually uh, at home last night, and I got one of those EOBs in the mail, and it really isn't an explanation of benefits. It was an explanation of non-benefits because it was telling me everything it didn't pay for. That's exactly right. So what types of services are typically included at no extra charge in a DPC practice membership?
1: So you, most EPC practices are going to include what you would think of as traditional office visits and then, you know, routine blood work that you do all the time is either going to be free or a very, very low charge, you know, like literally under a couple dollars for some labs. Um, things like lung function testing we do in our office. Flu shots are, are at no extra charge. An annual wellness exam, uh, cryosurgery. Some, some DPC offices do a lot of in-office procedures like joint injections, sutures, pap smears. All those things are at no additional charge many times to the, uh, to the membership. Uh, all, and included in that is also email consults. Uh, some DPC docs do house calls. Uh, in our case, we don't charge patients who are members for house calls other than just the mileage to get where we're going. Um, and then also things like we mentioned before, the telemedicine video visits.
0: So, Dr. Forrest, sometimes people need tests that are not part of the membership plan. How does that work?
1: Well, there might be some unusual, rare blood tests that needed to be sent to an outside lab. And you obviously would have to pay for those. But even those are based on actual costs that we've negotiated to make it a lot more affordable for patients. And, you know, what I would say is that anything done outside of our office, obviously our membership doesn't cover. But we still, again, help get lower and transparent charges on things like referrals to other specialists and surgeries and things like that.
0: This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And as mentioned, we have a couple of guests on today's show, and I'd like to take a moment just to introduce them at this time. And actually, I'm going to let you sort of introduce yourselves. I'm going to start first with Dr. Schneider, you, Dr. Enam Schneider of Schneider Direct Primary Care Practice. Dr. Schneider, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your practice.
2: Thank you for having me on the show, Dr. Forrest. My practice is internal medicine and integrative medicine, which is a complementary and alternative medicine along with uh, Western medicine. Um, I've been doing direct primary care for about a year, um, and the practice is growing, and hopefully, the memberships will be gone very quickly soon. And um, I'm located in North Raleigh, conveniently at the corner of uh, Strickland Road and Quaidmore Road.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Schneider. And Dr. Corey Anis, uh, and I, I have to tell you, I, I love the name of your practice, Unorthodox. Tell us about that and a little bit about yourself, Dr. Annis.
3: Thanks. People have asked me how I came up with that name, and I really don't know. I think it was a shower moment. Um, but I snagged it, loved it, and um, and then I had to trademark it because somebody tried to steal it from me. Um it's uh, And I have had decided early on that if for some reason this direct primary care thing didn't work out, I could make money by licensing the name. Um, I could sell the name and retire. Uh, I don't know that that's going to go well, though, so I think I'm going to just uh, con- continue practicing medicine. <laughs> I'm board certified in internal medicine and pediatrics, which means uh, uh, internal medicine is to adults what pediatrics is to children. Um, the, and I tell people jokingly that I take care of you cradle to grave as long as you're not pregnant. I've been open three years doing direct primary care, but I have practiced medicine for over 35 years. And I started out as one of those mid levels Dr. Forrest was talking about. I was a physician's assistant for some time before that. So, adding up all of that cumulative experience, I've been doing this a long time. But I've been happy the last three years. And your
0: practice is in Carborough, Carborough, correct? Very good. 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 All right. All right, Dr. Forrest, it's
1: time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, there is a bill moving through Congress called the Primary Care Enhancement Act, and this would allow people to, with health care savings accounts to use those funds tax-free to actually pay for memberships at direct primary care practices. And the great thing about that is it's a win-win. If your employer contributes money to an HSA, this could make all of your out-of-pocket costs for primary care be no additional charge at all. And if you fund your own HSA, it would let all of those costs be tax exempt. So the bill actually has bipartisan support, which is incredibly unusual these days, and is supported by both Republicans and Democrats. So if you are interested in uh, seeing, seeing that, you certainly can call your local representatives and tell them you're in favor of the Primary Care Enhancement Act.
0: All right. Thank you, Dr. Forrest. After the break, we'll be talking with our guests more about their experience with direct primary care and how they think it can revolutionize health care, in fact, is already doing so. Dr. Forrest will share some amazing DPC statistics, and he'll also have our Access Health Trivia of the Week straight ahead. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and our
1: special guest today, Dr. Enam Schneider and Dr. Corey Annis. So, Dr. Schneider, I've known you for several years now and watched you make this transition. Can you tell the listeners about why you did this and about the benefits that you think this model has for your patients and for health care as a whole?
2: Prior to um, switching to direct primary care, I was in... Uh, regular private practice, fee-for-service, and it was extremely tiring. I spent a lot of time with my patients, and it was not very rewarding. When I switched to direct primary care, I realized that it's allowed me to focus on the patient wellness and health care as opposed to focusing on the number of patients I need to see to pay my overhead. And so the most important thing in the equation here is – the patient, and I work for the patient, not the health insurance company or the government. And um, also, direct primary care allowed me to extend health care to people who otherwise could not afford it or would not seek it because of cost.
1: And uh, Dr. Anis, I'd love to put the same question to you. I've, I've actually known uh, you for even longer and uh, have watched you go through that transition. And it's actually warmed my heart to see the joy of medicine come back to you. Uh, but you, can you tell listeners about some of the core things that, that made you want to do this and sort of what it's meant for you and your patients since you've made this transition?
3: I've always been the kind of doctor that i am now i just had a harder time doing it under the under the fee for service structure and i was getting burned out and getting older and thinking of early retirement um, when i stumbled on this uh and um the thing that has been the, the most rewarding for me is i have found that um that time with patients, I have been restored to the idea that time with patients equals relationship, and relationship equals being able to bring three things, safety, satisfaction, and better cost to my patients. But what I don't talk about much or don't get an opportunity to talk about much is what it's brought to me. And um, the it was a difficult thing to launch out into something that at the time I did it was was very new. Um, but the the first time somebody... Took out a checkbook or their credit card and said, "I choose you, Dr. Annis, And write, you know, from their own wallet, their own heart, they chose me. I realized that I, uh, I was so touched by that that it that it made everything that is hard about practicing medicine go away. And I've said many times that if we have a, a crisis of primary care physicians in this country, we're losing them by the boatloads, and they're not re- they're not being replenished because this is such a hard job. Um, I said if every primary care doctor had a dose of what I got, what I feel when I drive to work in the morning, there would be no primary care shortage.
0: Thank you, Dr. Annis and Dr. Schneider. Straight ahead, we're going to wrap up our key summaries for today about direct primary care, and we'll have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Time now, Doc, for our Access Health Trivia of
1: the Week. Well, you know, we've been talking about direct primary care, and some interesting facts to note is that it's been shown to reduce hospitalization rates of patients by 60%. And cut down on people having to go to the emergency room by about 65%. And it's that increased availability of direct primary care physicians and the more time they have with patients to optimize their care that's been shown to improve outcomes for chronic diseases like high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. And also, by some estimates, the average cost for this care is about 80% less than the traditional fee-for-service model. So I'd like to, again, thank our guests for being on the show today, uh, Dr. Schneider and Dr. Annis. And do either of you have any final thoughts today about sort of direct primary care and what it's meant for you and your patients? Uh,
2: direct primary care has allowed me to have a more open and close relationship uh, with my patients without interference from the government or insurance company. Uh, the patients feel um, at ease, they don't feel rushed. Uh, they get all the questions and educational needs met uh, during the visit. Um, we can also do that sometimes by email or text. So the longer visits allow me to optimize my patient's care.
1: And what about you, Doctor Um
3: I am uh, want to echo everything Doctor Schneider said, and I want to go back to something you said, Brian, about why is it that we can the prim- direct primary care is showing such a reduction in emergency room use. Um, I can't tell you how many people I avoid sending to the emergency room because they can send me a text, something that simple. Um, And I love being able to be that creative and available.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks to both of our physicians today for being on the show with us. Uh, And if you'd like information about how to find them or their practice, we're going to post that uh, on our website. uh, And you can find that there about how to possibly contact them and become one of their patients.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Corianis and Dr. Enam Schneider for joining us today. And Dr. Forrest, what are some keys you want to, uh, folks to remember about today's show?
1: Well, direct primary care is a relatively new practice model, but it makes physicians work for their patients rather than for insurance companies. It allows more time, same-day appointments, shorter waits, and it's been shown to have high levels of customer service and patient satisfaction. And lastly, do you do you want a physician that works for you in your best interest or do you want a physician that is pressured by insurance companies to prescribe certain medicines and treatments for you? In direct primary care, physicians have realized they cannot serve two masters and it is better to serve the patient. Well, that wraps up our show for this week, and hopefully you're going to be able to use this information to be a more informed healthcare consumer. Our scripture this week is from John 16:33. These things I have spoken unto you, that it in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Thanks for listening to Access Health Show this week, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.